live. We're live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast, and it's hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And tonight, we are joined by the deviant himself, the daddy <laughs> of the Discord, uh, the pervert that uh, goes by the name of Lee, um, the goodwill lover or just stalker or just basically goodwill fiend, shall we say? Hello, Lee. <laughs> Hello. Um, I'm never getting away from this daddy thing, but I don't know where perverts come oh, from. I should have really had a busy thing saying daddy cool or something like that coming on now. Daddy, daddy Lee. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how uncomfortable can we make a guest in one sitting? So yes. Um, so yes, today has been a little bit stressful to me. Like I so, uh, putting together this new thing and my laptop decided it didn't want to work. So we nearly never had a podcast today. So yes. <laughs> well, thank you to the computer heavens. We are here. I am in my living room because I am literally watching kittens. Yes. <laughs> so yes. And that's why Sammy's a bit grey because she can't have the proper lighting and she's been a bit of a diva and I'm not looking I... pasty. I'm not looking white. I need to be have a filter. She actually <laughs> said, can you put a filter on me? Guys, this is the level Sammy has got to. This is what podcasting for nearly three years has done to us. I saw how red I looked, and I can still see it in above, but Paul, kind of, I did say, can you put a filter on us? The deaverish behaviours afterwards. Graham last week, feeding Goodwill. Sammy this week, <laughs> uh, wanting a filter. And poor Lee, who's just sitting there being quiet, being the daddy discord. <laughs> and everyone in the chat is just raving about how much of a daddy you are, Lee. So, yes. Oh. Well, you'll have to keep us updated on the chat. Hello, everyone in the chat, because I can't actually see it tonight. Mm -hmm. um, but I have a really important question to ask both of you. <laughs> really important. I feel, you know, it just feels like a lifetime ago since I asked it. I can't remember if I asked. I did ask it last week, but it didn't really I don't get asked because really <laughs> experienced it. Go on then. Last week was a blur. It was a blur. <laughs> it was very warm so, last week. Honestly, I'm I'm sitting in the same room we recorded, and it's no fucking different. It's no better. I am absolutely roasting. Uh, but how are you doing? And what you've been watching? I let Lee go first. Let the guests be special. Um, I'm still stuck watching One Piece. Uh, mm. I'm about maybe 750 episodes in now, with about Bloody 500 hell. or something to go. Um, and just waiting for the live action to come out next week. Oh, yes. It's, we've been wondering when that comes out. I think every time we ask the question, Lee pops into the chat and says, it's Nick, it's the end of September. Oh, the 11 start of days. September. 11 days. Yeah, my husband's very excited about watching it because he's, a, as you know, a big One Piece fan. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'll settle, give him, I'll watch it with him. I'll watch it. Yes. Yeah, so Beth is asking, how are the kittens in the chat? They want, they want an update on the kittens, Sammy. Get it out of the, the way. The kittens are doing really well. They're settling in lovely. Binx has just grown more confident as time goes on. We've literally had them for 24 hours. And the little shit has managed to get into every little nook and cranny that is in this living room that I didn't know existed until today. Um, Loki is a sweetheart. They're both just they're very sweet and they're fast asleep at the minute. So that's good. Oh, yeah, no, wait. Yep, fine. they're fast asleep. No, and, the, and that's going about Lee. This in. Lee's camera's a bit blurry. He's using the... Uh... The Vaseline filter from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 1. 
So <laughs> there's nothing we can do about that. <laughs> if Sorry, anyone, kids. If anyone gets that reference, like I say, you should have watched a few episodes ago, but yes. Um, like I say, I'm doing fine after having a, like, <laughs> a nervous breakdown the other week. I'm doing okay. <laughs> but yes, um, trying to think of what I've been watching. Um, I've been watching that... Um, Matthew Broderick about Oxycontin on Netflix. And oh, yes. It is a very hard, difficult watch, but it is very well done. I'm halfway through that. Um, the strange thing I have been watching as well, I have there has come out with a new season of Naked and Afraid. Uh, this time it's a competition where it's the last man standing. Uh, you get £100,000, but they're surviving in South Africa and the... There's a one guy who's called Jeff who's been a complete bell end, but I'm not spoilers. Everyone go and watch it. It's just naked people in the wild surviving. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds a lot of fun. Um, we started um Good Omens. Mm-hmm. We're only two episodes in. I don't feel like it's something that I want to binge watch, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of taking my time with it. But there's one thing that I've watched that I completely forgot to tell you about. Was the um, American Gladiators? Oh, all right. Yes, I watched that a few I, weeks ago. I fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, the the not one of them came across as an asshole. Mm-hmm. Not one of them. Um, the the guy who oh god, he was an actor. Um, I can't think of what his name is. He was very um, animated in it. Like, mm-hmm. loved it. I thought he was just such a sweetheart. Um, I really enjoyed it. Gruesome, yeah, it, but what they put them through. It was basically just basically uh, steroids and big, big muscly men getting thrown on concrete. No pardon. Concrete. <laughs> yeah, literal, literal concrete. Um, and I love the fact that they they knew their worth in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they finally figured out their worth, and I really, I really respected them for that. But they generally all of them did mm-hmm. not have a bad word to say about any one of any other person. No, they're all fucking each other. With. It's fine. <laughs> That's true. You shouldn't that's dip, true. dip your pen in the company ink. That's that's <laughs> that's that's why being goodwill can never be a partner. That's why it'll <laughs> always be like fondness from afar. <laughs> Say that though, he probably doesn't even fancy us anymore. I know I've lost my beard, so it's fine. You will always be on his heart necklace. <laughs> well, I'm grown mine. <laughs> to, try and, to try and seduce the goodwill because he thinks he likes yeah. the I swear to Godly, if you get on that necklace before me, it'll be fucking hell on. <laughs> it's going to oh. be difficult to get yeah, a necklace be. now, I think. No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. But I'm, I'm not, I haven't watched any greys since, since about a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if I've fallen off it. I'm just mm-hmm. something I'll go back to. I'm, I'm watching Big Bang again as well. You're just on that journey, just never stop. It never stops, never ever stops. But that's apart from Good Omens, that's really, and obviously the movie of today, that's all I've watched. <laughs> and just to say, this is the first time Sam has seen this absolute classic, which is a crime against humanity, shall we say. I mean, I've committed many when it comes to pop culture, <laughs> but I do feel after speaking with my husband and speaking to one of my best friends that maybe, yes, I have committed a bit of a pop culture crime bigger mm-hmm. than any other one surprised emma didn't try and jump on when she heard that we were talking about this tonight 
<laughs> I'm surprised as well. Um, because she has been telling us how much it's her husband's favorite film. Mm-hmm. So she has been telling us all about that. And Ant's got Ant wants to make sure I get his gripes into this oh, review as well. Any gripes. <laughs> There's only one and it's hilarious. So <laughs> I know we've talked about him a lot on this episode so far as well, and he'll probably get mentioned a lot throughout. He is kind of like the the ass that gets hit a lot. Um, I do want to c- give him a congratulations for last night's Trekking episode. It was an as- mm. absolute um, masterpiece and well done, Goodwill. And Massive. absolutely, like I say, you, you guys smashed it with the viewing figures and with everything that you've done. So well done, Goodwill. Give yourself a pat on the back, you ginger fiend. <laughs> well done, well done, well done. Um, it really, really makes me want to work even harder. So, <laughs> thank you, Michael. <laughs> no, really, He's setting the bar also, too high for us. He really bastard. is. <laughs> in all seriousness, last night when I, I joined in, I hadn't. I really didn't know what was being spoken about because I, I haven't watched it. But it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. The time that I stayed there, it was. You could tell that that was such a community gathering. It was. It was mm-hmm. beautiful to watch. It was lovely. I thoroughly enjoyed the time I was there. I just had to go because I had kitties running all over the place. Hopefully we can steal a few of them as well, though. So if you're watching, we we want to steal you. But yes. We want to, yes. And, <laughs> and, and, and Monsters is on a Monday. <laughs> we know Monsters is coming. Don't worry. <laughs> you can tell what, what our favourites. I nearly up. wore my Monsters t-shirt today just to make sure I was safe. But no one's going to be able to see it. You know what? I'm not watching tomorrow at a principal. I only watch it for Dan anyway. Better so, yeah. fucking watch. <laughs> <laughs> it does fit in lovely with this week's theme, though. So. Yes. Like I say, normally it didn't. Like I say, we didn't actually plan it. Uh, it was no, quite funny. Really... So, so if you want to get the disclaimer out the way, uh, Sammy. Ooh, I can do that. Yes. So. Everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook group or the comment section. Oh my God, I'm totally forgetting it. Please in the comment section. We can all agree to disignore what we won't have. Sorry. Oh my God. What we, we won't have is that what we have here is failure to launch. Are wrong. <laughs> We can all agree to disagree in fandom, so let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. Just to say, the reason I start, I stopped myself is because I remembered last week I missed a massive chunk out. Mm-hmm. And I, I was saying in my head, don't miss it out again, don't miss it out. And then I was like, oh, I forget what comes next. But I feel like I got the main point out of the way with. That's fine. You can tell she's used to doing pre-recorded stuff now. Now this live <laughs> stuff is, is here, so it's like falling apart. Can't see a Paul cut this bit out now. Uh, add this bit here. <laughs> if you've noticed last week on the Tom Savini episode, when Dan says, and now time for the video, you will watch my ass drop because I didn't know we were going to do that. And I was like, oh my God, I've not pre warned Paul. Oh my God, what do I do? <laughs> but it turned out fine. It turned out great. It was such a good episode, such a good edit. Thank you very much. But yes, it's fine. It's fine. I can say Paul saves a deer once again. But yes, once again, I'll save you. So yes, um, so today's episode is about the masterpiece, the nineteen eighty, trying to get the eighty six cult classic because it did bomb when it first came out. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China by, I can say the master master of his craft, John Carpenter, who did Halloween. He did the thing. He did the um. 
like a lot of other things. Yeah, they live as well with Roddy Roddy Piper. Vampires, vampires which is, is sorry, still one of the greatest vampire movies ever made. Yes, fight me. And um, luckily for you, lovely uh, fellow people who watch us week in week out, day in day out, you're getting the, the Kurt Russell double double bill, the sexiest mm-hmm. man from any era, and the first ever Santa Claus that actually did turn me as well. So. Mm-hmm. And Lee's thinking about Danny's beard blonde. Uh, but yes, mm-hmm. uh, big trouble in Little China. So, did you like the movie? Yes. It's an amazing movie, but it's just so weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's not a right movie. Like, see, you couldn't make this movie today, put it this way. Well, yeah. <laughs> I know I know we don't deal in factoids on a Sunday night, but I did go and have a look at a few things. And I found an article from the 6th of January, 2023, mm-hmm. where James Wan and Patrick Wilson want to remake Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. No. So, it's been yeah, rumoured for years. Like There was a rumour a few years ago that The Rock was going to be playing the Jack Burton role. Wow. No. That, that no, was, that was that. one of the things that's meant to be sequels that was coming about um i think this is one of those ones that doesn't need special effects it it wouldn't you wouldn't gain anything all the practical stuff that is there and it was done at the time like you said 1980s where they were making these risks making these movies and there has been a few copycats down the years like say eddie murphy's golden child is is a prime example of this um but as a whole it's just a fun fucking movie from start it, to finish is just entertaining like you watch it your eyes doesn't don't leave the telly it really is because it, it's not the beginning part of it is not what you think is going to happen next no. if that makes sense so at the beginning you've got um jack kurt russell mm-hmm. and his partner and the, it's a card game mm-hmm I don't know, it's dominoes. Are they playing dominoes? Dominoes, yeah. yes. it's dominoes. Yeah. But they're sitting playing a game, and yeah. you 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 generally don't believe your eyes as to what you are about to witness next, <laughs> because that's how I felt when I was watching it today. And um, this is the first time I've ever seen it, well, the and fact... it's not for any other reason for the yeah. fact that I just I don't know I, I just it never crossed it never crossed my radar. Yeah, because I think this like oh. the, the starting that you get egg. Stand in the lawyer's office or the DA's office, and they're talking about like what's happened. Yes, and we want we want to know what happened, and no, he no. does the whole lightning thing, which mm-hmm. is which is fine. Mm-hmm. But when you go into when you finally get to meet Jack, which by mm-hmm. the way, I mm-hmm. love the fucking fact that he talks in the third person. <laughs> I want to be able to do that. Are you going to call yourself Sam Burton now? <laughs> Sam Burton. <laughs> well, I remember good old Sam Burton said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what he says. No. But um no, I just I I I thoroughly enjoyed where my eyes were taken to today. Mm-hmm. What about you, Lee? Um yeah, like it's a it's an amazing film, but like I said, it's very weird. Mm-hmm. Like every every single scene on its own looks cool. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh wow, this is brilliant. Oh, what's happening here? But then it goes to the next scene and it's like, how did we get here? Like, yes. Oh, where the hell did that come from? Makes There's no, no explanation offense. for this. Makes no sense. There's a lot like, of random this, like, shit. Monster yeah. comes out the basement, or like yeah. some giant insect eats a man, and it's like, 
there was no mention of this earlier on. This is it's just cowboys and wizards. But then this showed up. The best part about it is the non-explanation towards it. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's a fucking there's a monster in the cupboard. Who gives a shit? Like I love the fact that there's no explanation. Mm-hmm. We we didn't know they were there. They didn't know they were there, but they were there. Like <laughs> I, I think, love that. I think they did because I, I think when uh, it was I'm going to say it, I'm trying to try to get the right pronunciation. Wang's father in the chat in the shop says uh, China is here, and they were like saying, "What do you mean?" And it's like kind of like ancient China is here in Luo Pan and the demons and the peas and the demons uh, and stuff like that. Right. Um, and like I say, when it was a little China in. Um, California, isn't it? Like I say, I'm trying to get the bearings here. Yeah. I think it was based in California. It's some American town where Jack Burton and the Pork Chop Express. Can I just say <laughs> how fucking amazing. If I ever have a truck or any type of vehicle, I want to call it the Pork Chop Express. Do you want I... the hauling ass <laughs> on the front that he's got? I'll just call me Carish. Let's just call me car. Once it's fixed, let's just call me car that. Yeah, we'll, we'll call it the piglet at the moment because it doesn't really do do its job. So. No, it yes, yeah, let's, let's not call talk about cars. Oh, <laughs> actually, don't have, you, have, have you any, any problems with your cars lately, Lee? Uh, oh, actually, my gran rang the other day to say that there was oil on our driveway after I'd been parked there. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> God yeah, I thought my car situation was bad. So you are going to... Yeah, you're getting abuse in the chat already, both years now. Uh, your cars. Uh, the time to go and fix the car. Yeah, fix your car. Um, fix me car. Fix your car. <laughs> as I alluded to before, like say, Kurt Russell is just like whatever role he plays, he's just like sex appeal. Even if it's like with Goldie Horn on uh, Overboard, um, if he's playing a pirate in Captain Ron, uh, Santa Claus, he just oozes like say charm and class, um, and it, there's something about him. And him and Bruce Willis in the 80s basically outsold everyone for vest tops uh, going. Because <laughs> even like me watching the pack, I think I can pull off a vest top. Looking at myself now, I cannot pull off a vest top. But I want to just by looking at how good Jack Burton looks like in that vest top in this uh, this movie. He looks, he looks so good. And I'm sure, I don't know why I've got this stuck in my head. And I was trying to explain it to Dave Emma and it just was not coming out. In Overboard, I'm sure he does Jack's voice at some point. <laughs> like that character. I'm sure at some point he does that voice. Because that voice is very distinct for Kurt Russell. I think it was, I don't know if it was the Jack Burton voice, but it was definitely this, the, the guy that goes into the the whole house. And he goes, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's done that because he went when he went to the doctor's to pick up Goldie Horn. I think it was the same type of performance. But um, I, can, I can just feel Samson like I've, I've heard that out. before. <laughs> Possibly. But and just the sheer premise of this movie, like story wise, it is absolutely bonkers. It's literally yeah. basically the, the stumble on some kind of ancient Chinese war uh, between gangs that's been going on. There's a a guy that's not alive that's been cursed by two demons that he's got to appease. And basically there's two girls with green eyes, one Chinese, which the word Chinese was very, very uh, on the, like, hard to make out, shall we say. Um, yes. And then Kim Cottrell, who was absolutely banging. Uh, that was a performance after Porky's, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's... Do you know what? Kim Cattrall, I think, doesn't get the credit she deserves when it comes to our acting because we all know her as Samantha Jones in Sex and the City and everyone will always look at that 
performance. And by the way, she is fucking phenomenal. She is the best thing in there, the best written character, the best performing character. Mm-hmm. But fuck me, can she? She was so fucking good in this. Mm-hmm. She played that part with total ease that it just felt like completely and utterly effortless. Mm-hmm. But there is one question I have to ask. Mm-hmm. The, the prophecy mm-hmm. is that he has to have a Chinese girl with green eyes. No, wasn't Chinese just a girl with green eyes? So it was just a girl because mm-hmm. me and Anne were having this conversation on the way home. Mm-hmm. And I said, I can't remember them ever saying Chinese. No. But if that's if right, okay. That clears that up then. Yeah. I'm sure I could be wrong, like say if someone wants to Google, but that's the premise was because it would be a kind of racist even back then if like like for Chinese like said it can't choose a, a single woman, it has to be a Chinese woman. That's a bit harsh. It's like Yeah. It's like, it was fantastic but, but, but for it is, it how little Chinese. she had to work with as well. Yes. Like <laughs> T V like uh, movie tropes from the eighties, like any woman that shows up that's the love interest has no backstory whatsoever mm-hmm. they go oh she's a lawyer that is it that's oh. all she had to work with yeah yep but and i don't know why they didn't write women <laughs> <laughs> but like, everything about this was entertaining as well and even though she did resort to um like say the damsel in distress type character as well but she held her own with uh, up against like say kurt russell and didn't give him an easy ride as well um but i loved all the characters in this as well like uh wang was like played off that whole thing at the start when he's get i'm going to cut the bottle in half i truly wanted him to see him cut a bottle in half i wish they did a playback like at the end and say look jack and, and done that in the restaurant that would have been the ultimate like, ending for me if he just proved he could do it but I want to see how the stakes got that high in a game of dominoes <laughs> up to a thousand dollars. That's some extreme dominoes. You've got to go to the hey. dock. You've got to go to the dockland and play with them they... uh, crazy people down there. Yeah, they take it deadly serious. But isn't that like totally foreshadowing the end of the movie? Because mm-hmm. of his reflexes. Yeah. Well, that's all that. Like, yeah, everything's foreshadowed. Like, like that's literally... the only one I picked up on. <laughs> like literally everything about it. Like, um. I think that's why it works so well. It doesn't try and be too clever. It it yeah. just tries to be out there and go, right, what can we do? That's just absolutely nuts. Like, I love yeah. the bad guys in this. And normally, like, in these type of movies, the bad guys can be quite dull and um, uninspiring. But Lo Pan, the guy who plays, um, like, was in Wayne's World 2 as well. Yes, um, yes, he's the dad. Isn't uh, he in Big yes. Bang Theory as well? Yeah, he plays the guy who... Uh, who Howard has an argue with about the, um, or Sheldon has an argument with over the uh, tangerine chicken or something like that. That's it, yeah. Um, he actually is 95 years old, he's still alive. Mm-hmm. And on his family actually did a fundraiser to because you, you've got to pay for a Hollywood star in mm-hmm. on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Mm-hmm. And his family did a fundraiser, and for, as of last year, he got his as his for his 95th birthday present his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Isn't that fucking special that he actually got to see that happen? I love that. But the the, go, the gods in this as well, wasn't it? Thunder, lightning, lightning and rain. And rain. Lightning yes. and rain. Like, I'm sure this is where Mortal Kombat stole like the yeah, idea of raining down from. It is. <laughs> yeah, I read all about it. It's not stealing, it's paying homage in all their right. eyes. <laughs> Is that why you don't pay the royalties for them? Yes. That's right. If you're paying um, homage, pr- 
you don't have to pay no royalties. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they are pretty much playing Mortal Kombat at one point <laughs> where they do the thing with the air, the beams of light, yes. and Lopan's got his fingers and he's going... <laughs> As if he's playing with his PlayStation controller. Yes. There is some phenomenal fight scenes in this mind. And I love when you, because my granddad used to watch a lot of martial art movies. Mm -hmm. And I always used to find it hilarious when they do all these fancy moves, but nothing mm -hmm. happens. They're not really touching anyone. They're just like moving all over the place. And then that's it. <laughs> like nothing. I love that aspect of um, Kung Fu movies. I think they're great. <laughs> And I love um, like how Jack Burton, as the big American burly dude, is the joke in this as well. Like Every time he comes up to a situation where he's in a fight, things always go wrong for him. Um, yeah. Like For example, when uh, Wang's fighting all the people in the warehouse and he's trying to get the, the knife out and he, throws it, and he throws it and it goes halfway along the, in the warehouse and he chases after it. And by the time he actually gets the knife uh, back... Wang's beating them all up and he's just like ha um, and then when the big statue monster thing starts fighting him and he's kind of rolls over on the floor um, and he's again his knife gets stuck so he pushes it through and he stabs the the guy through the heart using his foot and then the guy falls over him and he's just like rolling about on the floor stuck underneath this big muscly burly dude and I just found <laughs> that absolutely hilarious and like how confident and egotistical jack was he was absolutely yeah. useless when it came to a fight yes <laughs> he didn't have an absolute clue did he his friend did all the all the fighting for him mm -hmm. but he did have some corker lines and the dialogue for for kurt russell's character alone mm -hmm. was some of the best dialogue i've ever heard we really um, shook the pillars of hell didn't we jack <laughs> It's the last. It's the last bit when he's just leaving on his truck, and I'm like, "Oh, that is so cool." Um, I know Kurt Russell. I know, like, I fucking call <laughs> your best mate, old Kurt. <laughs> I know Kurt. Um, but I read, sorry, that he really was hesitant about doing this movie because the thing flopped so badly. Mm -hmm. Um, which, if you listen to tomorrow's episode, you'll find out as to why. But he was very hesitant, and then just remembered he was like, "Do you know what? Who gives a shit?" Who gives a shit? Like, why am I thinking? Why am I thinking along these lines mm -hmm. when I had so much fun on the last movie? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he was a bit hesitant to start with and then remembered that, you know, you got to have fun sometimes. Exactly. So, Lee, what are your standout moments for Big Trouble in Little China? What kind of things that like, stand out in your mind? Um, Probably just the crazy action scenes like... Uh... I think they used trampolines for that air, uh, the flying fight where they're in the air doing <laughs> that. That the... made no sense at all. They just kept on jumping across the room at each other then. <laughs> um and yeah, just how much Kurt Russell jabbers on. Like <laughs> he's just such a witty, big, big mouthed idiot. So um, if he's any reminder of me, then you bastard, were you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh I was quite good. <laughs> That's what putting us down. But yeah. Um <laughs> And that's going to say thing that the thing that always stands in my head, and it's one of the grossest things in the movie. I don't know why. It always, like, even since a kid, I always remember it. When the guy bites the head off the fish and starts and hands it to him, like that's it's like, horrible. It's just the weirdest Ugh. interaction. It's like, why would that be okay? Like, even in oh. the un most unpolite society, why? It's like, I'm going to bite the head off this fish. Do you want to bite? It's like, 
That is no, that is not okay. <laughs> that really freaked us out, but also it reminded us of trading places right. when Dan Aykroyd is eating the fucking salmon through his Santa beard, and I'm like, why do people do disgusting <laughs> things with fishes? Like, no. <laughs> so so we found... it's really sad that they could possibly be going into the last moments of the life fighting some Chinese mm -hmm. emperor god. And his last meal is a fish he found on the floor in a room. And he yeah. has no idea how long it's been there for. This is a fish. I'll chew its head off. Yes, this is how we roll. Crazy. But yes, but even like said, certain uh, like the action scenes. When I was a kid, I remember seeing nothing like it before. Um, I wasn't big into the martial arts film, so uh, seeing this was like, kind of like my gateway. After this, I went and looked into. Like films like with uh, Bruce Lee and um, like John Claude Van Damme. I think I watched No, no Retreat, No Surrender after watching, uh, like say, watching Big Trouble in Little China. But this, it, it's a strange one because it's a John Carpenter movie. But yeah. would you class this as a kids movie? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing untoward like that. Mm. I would stop it. No, yeah, yeah, I would class it as a kids movie. Yeah, it's but one... I don't have children, so no. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I there's there's only one bit of blood, I think, in the whole. Yeah, film, when which is where he stabs her with the um the needle and like even even that crazy fight in the alley at the beginning mm -hmm. where there's like a guy with a Tommy gun and mm -hmm. like the cowboy guy shooting everywhere and it's like it's hitting the coffin, it's hitting the signs above. The truck doesn't get hit once, no, even though it's blocking the whole alley. <laughs> um. I think the only bad thing that happens to anyone magic. is one guy, one guy gets his arm snapped the wrong way. Yeah. And oh, Al Al Young, I, I don't know how you pronounce his name. The greatest henchman that ever lived. You know, the guy with the beard. Oh yes, the first one that we oh, see. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, even he, he like slashes somebody up the face with a knife or something like that, and there's not a drop of blood comes out. No, but that's it's, probably how they got. Very family friendly film. It's how they got rid through the senses because I think that's how. Um... Like the Dark Knight, not the Dark Knight Returns, yeah. the Dark Knight with the Joker in, and that's how it got its written. It was because there's like if you watch through the movie, there's not one single drop of blood in it. Like even yeah. like the pencil scene and like certain like gunshots and stuff, but and um, that's how violent and the tone it was. It got its PG rating because there was no no blood in it. But with this one, it reminds me of Bank Holiday Mondays. Uh, up on the bank holiday weekends or Easter weekends, because these type of movies used to always be on, like like on a Sunday or on a bank holiday. We used to get uh, Big Trouble in Little China. You used to get the Goonies. You used to get E.T. Like it used to be like staples around like the Watson household. Uh, when my parents didn't want to look after us, used to stick us in front of a TV to watch these type of movies. But this is the like the type yeah, of fucking loved it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the type of stuff I kind of grew up on and like couldn't not like indulge um but it's a shame we don't get these type of movies anymore as well because i don't think anyone's looking to make these type of risks because nah they're not going to they're not going to pull they're not going to put all the money that they do into movies these days into doing something that is just totally it let's be honest it's completely fucking out there mm -hmm. like it's really out there that no one's going to touch anything they probably now because it's such a cult classic mm -hmm. that People will be like, oh, yeah, we could redo this again because we know that there's a following there. Yeah. But if it didn't have that cult classic status, no mm. one's going to make something like this again. So 
Because I know you see, you see you do like your bit your factoids and stuff, and you do your research and stuff. Mm-hmm. Who wrote this? Like, did, did you look in? Or, um, or did, is that am I putting you on the spot there? Sorry. You are definitely <laughs> putting me on the spot because I can't get to my phone to check. Oh, sorry. No, oh, no, it's all right. Um, no, I didn't check who wrote it. Actually, mm. I was just, you know, what when. when I don't know if anyone else does this, but when I've watched a new film, I always go straight, regardless if I'm doing monsters or not, I always right. go straight to IMDb mm-hmm. and go to the trivia page. I've just, and that was... Yeah, I've just read something there, just because I was interested, because as you said, this is batshit crazy, and this is going to make it sound mm-hmm. even worse now. So um, it was a screenplay wrote by someone called Gary Goldman and David Z. Weinstein. Um, and the premise of this, now get this, it was envisioned as a Western <laughs> set in 1880s. What? So that was the big premise initially for Big Trouble in Little China. That's the screenplay that it was based on. You <coughs> could not get any further mm-hmm. from that actual description right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a martial arts, like mm-hmm. uh, almost homage to Kung Fu movies. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, 100%, is- yeah definitely not a western like you don't the only the only spaghetti western i get is the standoff bits where you've got one one person on one side one per, one on the other mm-hmm. but that that no nah, i'm gonna throw nah. some facts at you now because i know you're the fact wow. now so let's have a little quiz see if we can get the closest between sammy and lee so don't look at anything online i can't yeah uh, what do you think the movie's budget was Oh, okay. So you got to take into the fact that the thing bombed, mm-hmm. and that would have been a contributing factor, money-wise. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not good. With, I'm not good with money. Lee, do you want to have a guess? Yeah, I'll just say five million. Yeah, don't think it'll be too mm-hmm. high of a budget. Mm. No, it. I, I think I've. I think probably a bit lower than that. I want to say I'm going to say about two and a half, three. Twenty-five. Twenty-five million. Twenty-five. Well, we were fucking well off. <laughs> and you know, um, do you know how much it grossed? Oh 20. well, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, about nineteen twenty. Eleven. Wow. Oh, wow. This was a massive bomb when it came out. Like I say, initially. Wow. So. This was deemed like at this point, I think, with like the thing bombing, like the only real hit that John Carpenter had, had at this point was Halloween. Uh, and yeah, I mean, there is a reason why the thing bombed as hard as what it did mm-hmm. is because of timing mm-hmm. and the timing of say, I'm giving away all the tomorrow's bits and pieces, <laughs> but it, it, it plays a bit of a part. Um, mm-hmm. when the thing came out. It went up against Blade Runner, mm-hmm. who then went up against E.T. Mm-hmm. It was never going to fucking win. In the grand scheme of things, it was never going to win because E.T. just totally fucking dominated. Nobody is going to see a John Carpenter movie over a Steven Spielberg one. True. Not like, obviously not mm-hmm. us, Yeah. but mm-hmm. the general public will go to the soft and happy place and not where they think they're going with john carpenter just think of the time of being alive though around about this like like oh. i know i harp on about the 80s being the greatest time for movies but think about it in in the 10 years that we got like see mm-hmm. as you've mentioned et 
Yeah. Blade Runner. Yeah. The Thing. Yeah. Um, the Evil Dead. Um, yeah. Big Trouble in Little China. The Goonies. Stand by me. Was Stand by me eighties or was it nineties? I'm. It feels like 80s. It feels like 80s, but that could just be because of how it was filmed. The, like, um, well, I'll go with a different one, The Lost Boys. Like, if you think of yeah. like all these type of different type of genres of movies as well, like mm-hmm. I know, again, I, I, I always feel like I'm on a soapbox when I do talk about like this as well. It irritates us a lot because, as you said, I know inflation and everything goes up and like say thing but making big trouble in little china with 25 million and now you're making movies that like as for example the flash like the Mm -hmm. amount of money now they've said that the flash has made is the biggest biggest superhero movie that's been a loss because it made 225 million but it cost over like 500 million to make um so it's Go back to giving independent or writers stories where they're not looking to make a franchise where, they, as you said, they can have a bit of fun. They're not treating yeah. audiences like the stupid. They can just yeah. go in and just say, right, let's have fun. Let's tell a story. If it doesn't make sense, it doesn't matter if it long as yeah. it's entertaining. Yeah. That... Like, allow, like, allow writers to be writers. Mm-hmm. Like, allow them to have some, like, expression to where it doesn't have to be, like, well, how can we market this later on? Look at what Marvel's done. How do we do that? Who gives a fuck? Like, and I can't believe I'm actually saying this, given like I am a Marvel fan, and for the mm. first like the ten first ten years of Marvel, I was well into it and loved what they created. Mm-hmm. But it's put it's put such a stop on people writing just fun movies. Nothing. It, Nothing has to be taken seriously. It doesn't have to be an end credit scene to where, oh my god, it could lead into something else. Look at the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. Look at it. We got a fucking cliffhanger without actually knowing we had a cliffhanger. <laughs> it was a good cliffhanger as well, because I still want to know what the fuck that monster was. You never get told what that monster was. It was just a lumpy, hairy beast. It's, it's just a hairy predator, isn't it? <laughs> it's it like looked predator, like, predator it looked like Bigfoot. <laughs> you know, um, Fluffy from Creepshow. It yeah. looked like Fluffy's cousin. Um, so who did the, I'm surprised I didn't have a look done, at that. Who done the FX for this? I don't have that oh information. Uh, anyone in the chat can tell. Do facts on this show. Anyone in the chat wants to help us out with that one? Because I don't know. Because it, it it feels very Jim Henson, but it also does. Tom Shavini type feel yeah. as well. So yeah, it does because that does look a lot like Fluffy. Like mm. don't, it's just like I'm not saying like. It's, it's not. A, it's not. A, it's a homage to Fluffy. Uh, yeah, I think this whole movie, like, is as not. It's paid homage, and then it's passed on homage too. Mm-hmm. So, because I know Creepshow comes out mm-hmm. later on after this, I'm sure of it. Well, you'll find out in Sav- Tom Savini Part Two. <laughs> um, <laughs> but God. yeah, I just think it'd be nice if we could have movies that are not taken too seriously. And there's no thought of like franchise behind it or continuity. It's just something fun, something relaxing. Because you know what scares me, and again, this is genuine. And it, 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 like I say, I know, like I say, we do a podcast and we talked about like movies in general. I don't think people realize how much I love going to the cinema. Like anyone oh. who goes to the cinema with me will experience not just the film, but will experience me experiencing the film. But 
I've experienced that experience of you experiencing a movie <laughs> at a cinema. Yes. I've been there. It was one of the most heartwarming things I've ever watched a fully grown adult man do. It's it's there's something pure and like innocent about the cinema. Like so, you can go there with all your worries and it just you can forget them for that time. But in the world we live today, with the cost of everything, mm. they are cinemas closing down like Sunderland now doesn't have its own cinema in the no, town center our, our, our city center mm -hmm. we are a city mm -hmm. we don't have one well we do but mm -hmm. you gotta fucking travel for it yeah and you gotta travel far for it and then you gotta pay a shitload of money for it mm -hmm. that cinema i went to at the beginning of the year to see screen six and i paid less money there than i have ever done in any of the big franchises mm -hmm. And it's so sad that it's gone. It's awful that we don't have a cinema anymore. And God now damn you. news is that Cineworld is in trouble. Cineworld's been in trouble for years. Mm -hmm. um, I think that is that is a franchise that someone would think that is a, something that something would buy out. Mm -hmm. I don't think they would let that one go. But if they did, it really is the end of cinema in our neck of the northeast. Mm -hmm. So that would be. If, if Cinema World goes, that means that we would only have the Odeon at the Metro Centre. Yeah, that... and that is a trek. Like, I know the North East seems small, mm -hmm. but we're not. Mm -hmm. So that is a bit of a trek, and it is very expensive, and it has one of the most convoluted fucking lines for food I have ever come across. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it would literally rip out cinema for our neck of the North East. I'm just laughing as well. Sorry, not at the point you're making. Chris has actually done some research and said mm. that the monster that we were talking about was a character based on urine, a creature from Chinese folklore said to be an ape-like <laughs> being inhabiting the monstrous religion of Western uh, Hubei, I'll try and say, covered in reddish hair. So basically a ginger. So Goodwill is the monster from Big Trouble in Little China. Did Chris say that or are you just adding I'll just that? Add, I'll just add little in the next bit as well. So... <laughs> uh, <coughs> Well, thanks, Chris. I could do with your help with research when I'm doing monsters because that was brilliant. Thank you. Chris, if she, if she asks you to do research on monsters, say a payment up front, please. I will I will pay you in bags of party rings. I feel that is a fair trade. <laughs> so yes. Just but coming back um, coming back to big trouble in little China as well. Back so, to the movie. So, um, so what you're watching for the first time. And like experiencing it like with brand new eyes and not going in with any expectations or like 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 just knowing that it's a masterpiece of cinema. Uh, how did you find it going in? Just was it as you said? Was it just an experience, a roller coaster, or were you sitting there pointing at Ant going, "What the fuck's happening now?" I actually watch it on my own. Ant was right. at work, um, mm -hmm. he but I did I messaged him just before it started and said I'm just about to watch Big Trouble in Little China and he rang us on his break and he went, I love it, it's one of the best, but it does really annoy us at the end. Now Anthony's a stickler for um, Asian history, mm -hmm. he absolutely adores it, he appreciates it, and he did not appreciate the end scene with this ancient temple that had fluorescent tube lighting. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one gripe that he had. He says, I don't know why. I've felt like this since I was a kid. I can't get my head around. And when he pointed it out, it was like, mm. it was an eyesore for us. But it definitely didn't take away my experience. I thought this was an absolute thrill. Mm -hmm. I thought um, 
Kurt Russell was phenomenal. Kim Cattrall was stunning. But what really caught my eye was the cinematography. Mm-hmm. How the how when we're in that temple, it's so bright, it's mm-hmm. so illuminated. Like yes, it's got fluorescent lights in there, but I didn't give a shit. It I wasn't looking at like oh yeah, this is meant to be an ancient temple. I'm like fuck yeah, something's mm. going to go down in here. Like, when, when did they have an escalator fitted? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's got an escalator. Yes, Lee, well spotted there. Some it's modern technology, that. yes. <laughs> so, so Antinoid, they were flesh and lighting. Like, see, you, you can forgive having an electrician and putting some lighting, but fitting an escalator, that's that's got to be some work to put in. They've got to have, like, an actual workforce come in. Or did the whole, how, did, they, did the army do it for them? We do not know. Or did the demons come in and do a deal? They, they might have. What was that big head, by the way, that he shot at? You know, the one that came in and talked for the big master guy. Like, what the fuck was that? I think it was a send-up to Flash Gordon or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Flash like a, um, so a beholder. Confusing. I don't know if you've played, played D&D or know what a beholder is, but it's, it's just one of them. Right. Pretty much. It looked like a flying oh. testicle, so yeah. It looked so bizarre, and I love the fact that he shot it and just went, well, I needed to try. Like, <laughs> I love that. But what I also loved was the costumes. Mm-hmm. I thought the costume design was absolutely superb. I loved the, the scene with Kim Cattrall and the other lady um, when they when he did that, that, I don't know, like a trance on them, and their eyes turned white. She was called Susie from- Pie. Susie Pie. Susie Pie, sorry. Susie, Susie Pie. And when the eyes went white mm-hmm. and their white eyes against the big blush and red lipstick and the eyeshadow, oh my God, did that look fucking beautiful. It yeah. was so striking. It was, but again, I didn't understand how that happened just because the electricity guy went. <laughs> and then the like, I have electrocuted your eyes. People were hypnotized, but didn't even electrocute them. He electrocuted the ceiling. So it was like. To electrocute your eyes. <laughs> Make it make sense. <laughs> but yes. That's what this film was all about, was, you know, let's make it make sense. <laughs> uh, Kim Cattrall's come out of this, uh, like, trance, like, early. Don't know why. Maybe Western women could come out of the trance earlier. And don't know. Uh, Maybe she's then... a stronger-willed. Stronger-willed. Because she's a lawyer. <laughs> Grace Law. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> oh, stop bringing in Judge Dredd in this now. But yeah. <laughs> Something I've always wondered about this is um, when did Lopan start getting called Dave or David? <laughs> like, is this 2000 year old Chinese god? Mm-hmm. And it's like Lopan strikes the fear, like his name strikes fear into the heart of men. Mm-hmm. All right, Dave. Oh, you've you've got to normalise yourself to get like in the business thing, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Paul, like the, first, the first person that went, oh, that's a bit of a mouthful. Can I call you Dave instead? That guy died. <laughs> that guy, he died straight away, and it just stuck. Paul, if you can take my filter off, please. I am literally disappearing. <laughs> You're going black now. Yes. I am like a head. <laughs> you how, can take my filter off if you can. How was your head, Sammy? <laughs> I've had no complaints. Right. Did anyone actually hear us say that? Because I felt like I said it far too fast. <laughs> there you go. Oh, <laughs> there I am. Hi. See, this is why I wanted to filter for us because my face looked really, really red and there's absolutely no reason for it. But I'm going to have to accept it. Otherwise, I'm going to disappear into the abyss. Thank oh, yeah. you. But... <laughs> but 
But yes, um, I like that idea though. Find find the most inoffensive de- uh, name, Dave. Sorry, David Hope. I know you're in the chat. Hi, Dave. <laughs> are you really low? Are you low hope, Dave? Is that the secret thing now? I'm going to call him low. Is that what you called him? It? <laughs> they named after Dave Hope. Oh, that's amazing. Low pan. <laughs> but yes, um, low pan. Who is an, Who, by the way, when he's in low pan like outfit? What I thought was fucking spectacular. That is an iconic look, by the way. Because when you think of Big Trouble in Little China, mm-hmm. that is the first thing I can pick out on the poster is mm-hmm. him. The funny thing about what, again, I've got one gripe with this movie, and it, like I said, again, it's a little one. You know, when we first see Lopan, and it's amazing, and he's standing in front of the truck, and Jack runs them over. Like, he doesn't run through the truck, he runs them down. He gets knocked yeah. over, you see him hit yeah. the floor, and you think, mm-hmm. oh, all right. But then, later in the movie, it says he cannot touch anything, any mortal. He cannot touch human. He cannot, like, feel. That's why he wants to kill the uh, the green-eyed uh, girl. Um, so how the fuck did he get run over? Why did he not? Do, did, they not did they run out of special effect budget for that part? Potentially. I mm-hmm. mean, when he... When he gets knocked over, he doesn't exactly get knocked over. He looks like he just literally lands under the car and then he's out of the back. Like, again. I'm still getting knocked over. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with that. But... I'm just thinking, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There must be Maybe it's just one amounts... of those things where you're not meant to think of. But you hear a sound. There There's a sound. of power he can use at times because he picks up that needle as well to uh, get the blood. Right. At the end. So he shouldn't be able to pick that up either. Yeah. So there's there a... some plot holes. So, so we need to find out, like, the whole deal with. Dave and see what's going on with him. And right, just, let's just what, get John Carpenter on the phone. What so we can, can he touch? What can he feel? Uh, why does he have to like get greedy and decide he wanted two? Because I know you think he was going to sacrifice one and keep one. Um, just despair, just, just, yeah. just in case. <laughs> so who's who's the powerful one? Who's who's just the one that? Oh, sorry, you, you're just a tag along for this this adventure. Um, just... Imagine you're like you've been chosen. You're <laughs> going to be sacrificed. You are the chosen one, but I kind of have a spare over there, so <laughs> you don't feel as special anymore. <laughs> no. My question as well. I, well, not question. I've got a, a pervy fact for you because I know everyone likes a pervy fact. Um, sim- similar to like other other movies when it came out in Blu-ray. Um, we found out because before that DVD you could go through a few frames, but in Blu-ray you could go through frame by frame and see certain things. Uh, as uh-huh. we found out with Roger Rabbit, uh, that oh, yeah. uh, that Jessica doesn't flash a minge. That that's false, fake news. Uh, the rescuers, there was a naked person in the window in one of the uh, one of the things. In yeah. St- Star Wars, one of the dancers in Jabba's palace in Return of the Jedi, when he pulls a chain, a top comes out and the boobs pop out. So that's one of the things you can see. There was green boobs in St- in the Return of the Jedi. So and nice. and when Han checks on uh, Princess Leia, he grabs both boobs. It's fully you can see it. Um, right. In Big Trouble in Little China, there is a scene, and it is quite a pause scene, when they're jumping into the water and the women are going under the pipe sign. There is a woman with a white shirt, and she is wearing nothing underneath. You get full bush. I thought she had no pants on. Yes, you see full bush. If you pause it, right? Well, that, was, that was that was the trend at the time. Um, I didn't even notice. All right, you know, are you going to go back and try and see? Anthony, guess what we're doing? 
do you want to do you want to know a really weird fact that is actually it, for people who are not going to watch Monsters tomorrow mm-hmm. about Kurt Russell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. Walt Disney, the guy Walt Disney. His his last words on this earth. Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell. All right. Was it why Kurt Russell was strangling him, or no? No one knows why. No one knows how. But mm-hmm. his last words were Kurt Russell. Okay. So there's a. If you're not going to watch Monsters tomorrow, there's one little factoid for you. Kurt Russell. He was also. He also filmed a film with Elvis as well. All right. I have. Yeah, heard, have you Have you seen the announcement this week about Kurt Russell? Though? No. Oh, there is a TV show coming out. I don't know. I think it's Apple. I'm, I'm not, I might be wrong, but um, the new Godzilla TV show, Monarch, where it's going to be about it's about Godzilla, but it's about like, the people on Monarch. Him and his what? son uh, are, are playing the same character. So well, why? Gonna, why it's going to be going like when they're going back in the past? It, he's playing young Kurt, and when yeah. when in the in the present. Well, Kurt Russell will be playing the character now. That is so cool because mm-hmm. I actually think they have such a. I mean, obviously that it's father and son, but the sometimes it doesn't work out, mm-hmm. and sometimes it doesn't. When it does, it's like it's like um, O'Shea Jackson Jr. playing his dad in Straight Outta Compton. That works, but for some people, it, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I like that idea. I heard there was going to be something Godzilla-y coming out soon, but I didn't realise it was a TV show. There's quite a few. Um, like the, the There's going to be an Asian Godzilla movie that's mm. um, like doing high special effects. It's basically Godzilla attacking Tokyo again, uh, <laughs> as he always does. Yeah, new Godzilla. But it looks quite violent and quite nasty. But the TV show is not going to be just purely on Godzilla. It's going to be on Monarch about like like the backstory and how they formed, uh, how they go about like their business and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. quite work. I, I I hope it's still going to be in the same monster universe as we've had had like Kong versus uh, Godzilla and stuff. And and there is rumours there's going to be a sequel to that. But how can you follow one of the dullest battles known to oh, man? Oh hell, I like this. <laughs> it was shite. We had we didn't have a lot. <laughs> we were in lockdown. We didn't have a lot to go for. So I took everything. <laughs> I even like the Mortal Kombat movie. The Mortal Kombat movie. Don't even dare start. Jake will jump on now and start. Amazing. Yeah. When they've done the, the Sweet Amazing door. movie. Yes. <laughs> I love how you like, Jake will jump on. <laughs> Jake will jump on now and just tell you, Sammy, you're sacked. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, I, I don't know how I feel about a Godzilla movie where it's just about them. Because the Brian Princeton one, mm-hmm. all the way through, I was just, "Where's Godzilla? Mm-hmm. Where is he? Who are these humans?" But that's the thing because it's Why not going it, to a story. So it's not titled Godzilla this time. It's it's going to be Monarch. Monarch. So so it's like that premise is not there that you're not expecting Godzilla. If they change the name to like the Godzilla one as being Brian Cranston, Cranston dies and his son becomes really <laughs> annoying, then yes, I would get that. But. Oh. Uh, how how much was it disappointing for everyone when we the whole of the trailers were like Brian Cranston Godzilla this is gonna be fucking amazing it's just coming off the back of Breaking Bad oh he dies within five, five minutes, minutes. <laughs> oh but that's not what you promised is it no but yes but coming back to Godzilla like cause, like the tangents are flown off oh God, Godzilla sorry yeah big trouble in little China uh, <laughs> remember what the podcast is <laughs> it's been a day let's say that way it's been a day there's no no kings in this head. 
OCS. So uh, coming back to what you mentioned as well, like the costumes and like the set designs mm-hmm. and like the the physical look of this was brilliant. And going back to the three gods, like rain, thunder, and lightning, like their aesthetic was amazing. The, the set a precedent from the start. But when yeah. you saw them out of the outfits as well, they looked like even scarier in a way because they looked like yeah. slick businessmen. Um, and their deaths were brilliant, though. Like each one of them had glorious deaths in this movie. Uh, like the ho- what were the weapons they had, though? Yes. Like one guy had two back scratches, <laughs> and the other guy had like spinning forks on his hands. Going... <laughs> but did, but did you see where that like they were spinning? It was supposed to be like look like it was stuck to his hand, but you could actually see the rings that was around his fingers where yeah. you saw. It was connected. I was like, oh, someone didn't think about that too much there. It's like, this guy shoots lightning from his eyes, but he's got a back scratcher. Yeah, yeah, I'll get that good spot. Would you have fucked with him with the back scratcher? Absolutely no. not. <laughs> would have took your eyes out. That's the thing. That, that, that's the Goodwill style of fighting. Just, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I love the death there. Deaths in this, like the sword fight with uh, Wang was just absolutely ludicrous where they were just jumping from one side of the room to the other, just like randomly slashing slashing at each other, um, and we haven't even mentioned Egg's portion, like that made them feel good and feel invincible. Like, what kind of shit was he giving them? <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was drugs or alcohol or something along them lines. That was definitely drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Are we saying, are we saying, dr- are we saying drugs are bad or drugs are good? Okay. Okay. Um, it was, that was definitely some class A hard drug. <laughs> oh, yes. oh uh, I've got a kitty up. The kitties walk up there. But yeah, um, but the the guy who played Thunder, I think he had a poor like poor way out where basically he saw Lopana died and he decided that he was going to blow himself up, like for no apparent reason. Don't he just <laughs> he just went start breathing in then you saw like some of the best puppeteering work i've ever seen where his like face was blown up his eyes were blown up it was like oh shit and even though he blew up you didn't see any blood you just saw body parts sprawling across the floor which was entertaining as fuck <laughs> and then the lightning dude got a fucking uh giant statue, statue. tossed off, tossed off his yeah. head which made him explode into a ball of fire for some reason. Because every bad guy explodes when you drop things on him. That's how it, how the world works. Exactly. They do not watch movies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Lopan's death, though. The knife through the head. Yes, like, it's all in the reflexes. I, just love, I love the fact that he looks shocked that it actually worked. <laughs> he, he actually does it and then goes, Oh shit, that actually worked. <laughs> well, it's, it's nice when Lil Pan does like, like a smarmy little goodbye, Mr. Burton, and then <laughs> throws the knife and he, he catches it and throws it back. But before that, is just some weirdness with, from Jack. Like he kisses, uh, tr- uh, like say Kim Cattrall's character, they finally say, like, admit that the, the sexual tension is too much to give in but then she decides to clean the lipstick off him because she thought the lipstick looked ridiculous but yeah but it happened anyway yeah but and he had the lipstick on 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 his teeth like how was she how was she fucking kissing him to get lipstick on his teeth she might have had a lot of lipstick on it was the 80s it was very glossy it wasn't like match what we get today did he fucking Um, eat her face 
Is that how you kiss women these days? Or do I, am I doing it wrong? You protect, well, this is Kurt Russell. So are you going to question Kurt Russell's <laughs> ability? I was going to say, anyone in the chat who knows me, can you, can you debate whether I kiss wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Here's where Emma jumps up and goes, yes, you were wrong in Paul. Sorry. <laughs> um, the end bit where with Kim Cattrall, where he, the, our friend turns around and goes, you're not even going to kiss a goodbye? No. That, <laughs> that's why I think this was the most anti-Hollywood movie that has ever been, because like I said, yeah. that would have been the Hollywood ending where he kisses the girl. Um, and even then, he gets the girl, kisses yeah, her, it's yep. all over. And it makes the excuse to say, no, like, fancy making a home for uh, for each other and stuff like that. And he's like, making an excuse, no, I'll I'll irritate you and you'll end up getting annoyed with us. So he's even making excuses um, <laughs> for it now. Goodwill's telling us off, saying, I'm a, I'm a good kisser. Thanks, Goodwill. Um, <laughs> the love affair is um, still there. The woman who plays our friend is Ellis Gray in mm -hmm. Grey's Anatomy. Oh, so there's you, there's you, Lincoln. <laughs> it took me in. Do you know when you're sitting looking at someone going, who are you? I do that to Lee every day. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's Ellis Gray out of Grey's Anatomy. Mm -hmm. And she was fun. I liked her. She played the bumbling um, sidekick friend very so, well. So the question is now, if you were going to make a sequel to Big Trouble in Little China, like not not talking about now, because now I, I think it's been too long. How would would if you were back then and say if it was successful, how would you have done a sequel to this? You would have had like, Ooh. would you do the same type of theme, or would you have Jack Burton just like say Big Trouble in Little India or something like that, or in um, like say just going down all these ethnic little uh, little Big places. Trouble in but big trouble in the Big Apple. Right. Because everything goes down in New York. Right. Like Independence Day, Cloverfield, Ghostbusters. So, so we could so, have big, uh, Jack Burton versus Aliens. Could happen. Could happen. Just saying. I mean, every one of them films did have something to do with either Supernatural or Aliens. But we could go down another route. But I do like the, I do like the title Big Trouble in, in the Big Apple. Hmm? <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> uh, Get Sam... me onto Hollywood. <laughs> and back this one's there. just a. Uh, this one's just dude. Where's my truck? <laughs> dude, where's my truck? Or Aww. dude, who's in my truck? <laughs> Donna will be after that one. She loves that film for some reason. Dude, where's my car? Like she has the worst taste in movies. Donna. Who? Oh, Donna. She she likes Donna. big. Uh, she likes uh, dude, where's my car and orgasmo and shit like that. I actually don't mind, dude. Where's my car? For like, there's a few moments in it, um, but yeah. <laughs> does she like Freddie's got fingers? I don't know, but no one should ever like I that. I bet film. she does. I, okay, we're gonna get <laughs> Sammy and Donna on to review Freddie's Got Fingers. Um, I'm oh, not please part of don't this. make me watch that film. Please don't make me watch it. It is fucking atrocious. I really, I never found Tom Green funny on the telly. Why the fuck would I find him funny in movies? He still got with Drew Barrymore though. Like he married oh. him. Why? This gives us because of enormous blokes a chance, Lee. That's what it is. Yeah. So, oh, Lee, what would you do for a sequel? I wouldn't. You wouldn't. This oh, look at him. 
I don't know. I, I, I literally can't think of anything for that to go. It ended perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would if there was anything else, I wouldn't put Kurt Russell in because he wasn't really the hero, unless no. he went off and did something else stupid. Wang was the hero of that yeah. whole thing. That could, yeah, that, that, that could be the joke though. He could get himself in these type of situations or like uh, positions where he just keeps like fucking up, but then there's always like a friend or a buddy or someone around that gets him out of the trouble. Always, or oh, one just gets him out of the situation without him actually knowing with he's there, him out of the there. situation. Is this like say, is this just a remake of the Green Hornet? With <laughs> yes, <laughs> just less racist, but yeah. Um... <laughs> Call back to busy Bruce Lee there. Sorry, um, but yeah, I, I I could see them making a franchise out of this and doing different things. It doesn't have to be because it's just a shame we didn't get more of the Jack Burton character. Yeah, I understand that aspect of not getting more out of the character, but it goes along the lines of why can't we just have that one-off standalone? Mm-hmm. True. funny movie where mm. we don't have to you know there's there's no explanation for it, it mm-hmm. this is what happened and he went on with his day mm-hmm. and we all went home and enjoyed our tea mm-hmm. but if we start building on franchises it kind of it, it it takes away that that special quality mm-hmm. that this movie had i don't know no that's I, a I good point if it's if it started going into other things like uh, big trouble in little India and things like that going around with different monsters and him just being an idiot. Yeah, it's just going to be clumsy Indiana Jones, like because this I, is I, pretty I, much I, an Indiana Jones film. Isn't it? <laughs> there was this, a this moment could where be I, an Indiana Jones film. Yes, it could because there was a moment where I thought this was mm-hmm. when there, he's standing in front where the funeral's happening and he's standing in the two groups are next to each other and they all turn and I'm like, is this going to be like a standoff thing where he like? They all start throwing some moves, and he just shoots them. Like, is that where we're going with this? <laughs> Harrison Ford could have played like Jack Burton. That would have been a grumpy. No, version. he couldn't. <laughs> no, he couldn't. We would not be able to understand him. Uh, don't be dissing Indiana. Like, I know you've got a hatred to. to I don't Harris. have a hatred. I don't have a big love for Indiana Jones, but it doesn't mean I don't love Harrison Ford. We do share a birthday, you know. Oh, but yes. So what we do. Out of five, because I do like the five ratings on these review ones, what, yeah. would you, what would you give this out of five? We'll start with Lee with him being the guest. Um, Four out of five. Four out of five? What, uh, what, like what, said, what, what did it lose points on for you there? Just like I said, just the continuity of mm. going from scene to scene. like, mm-hmm. And there was bits that just could have done with like a little bit more explanation. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this was like back in the 80s, everything was only like 90 minutes long. Mm-hmm. If it had another half an hour in, they could just explain a couple more bits and pieces, right. and that would stick it up to a five. So the fact that it wasn't like say cohesive enough of a movie to to get to the to the top tiers. So yeah, like um, no one had any background story really. Like mm. Lopan, the main villain doesn't have much background apart from it's called Dave. What oh, do you want? A... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the prophecy about marrying someone with green eyes, yeah. that's all we really know about him. I like, and he's based on a real oh. mythological Chinese character as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, Don't do that. There is a lot of work with. We've just seen that Sammy's not wearing pants, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, yeah, like I say, I know I'm just messing with you. I, I do love that. Uh, <laughs> like I say that that element. I do think 
it's a rough around the edges for me as well. As, as you said, it was probably a four, probably a four point five. Uh, like not like the things that get marked down gets double points for just the sheer look and the audacity of trying to make the film work. Um, because to be fair, when you talk about the premise and the idea, that film should not work at at all. Um. Oh. So yeah, so four point. I would say I'll give it an easy four point five. Not quite Gurney level, but not far off. Um, what were you, Sammy? Um, I'm gonna go three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. I thought aesthetically it looked amazing. Costumes, does, uh, makeup was fantastic. Story was all over the place. I probably would have given it higher if I watched it mm-hmm. when I was younger. I'm watching it through forty year old eyes now, and. I think I would have appreciated it more as a maybe a child or a early adult. Sorry, my cat is literally just pissed on this. Literally, his literature is here. He did it on the outside, just on the outside of it. So I've had to go and move him. Sorry, everyone's worried for Chris in the chat now because he's mentioned that you and Harrison Ford are the same age. Fuck (laughs) you, Chris. We all know how old I am. And I don't look, if if, if this is how I look at 75, fuck yeah, but I'm not. (laughs) No. Good man's asking for big trouble in little Pennywell. (laughs) No, he wouldn't survive. (laughs) Big trouble in little Pennywell, big trouble in shiny roll. They would have his wheels off on bricks within seconds there, yeah. (laughs) If you come to shiny roll, you'd be dead. (laughs) Well, to be fair, we we got lost, so... (laughs) But yes. And Paul got stung by a wasp. (laughs) Yeah, had a fight with a wasp, that wasn't fun. It actually fucking hurt, the bastard. Um, so yes, so big trouble in Little China. So one of those ones probably nostalgia does hold up. And yeah. as you said, you watched it now for the first time. It it has aged well, I believe. It's not one of the ones where you 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 get you start cringing at certain aspects. Yeah, no. there's things that could be done better. There's things that thing, but it proves a lot that you don't need these special effects or CGI on a lot of things to make things work as as much as probably yeah. as, like, like the old practical effects can do because nothing beats a big man in a rubber suit. It's always a lot better. The 90s turtles will always be the best turtles because the rubber suits were amazing. Yes. The CGI doesn't live up to the old style. It was uh, Jim Henson who did the turtles in them, I believe. It? Yeah, I, I, I'm sure it was. Yeah. I'm sure he had something to do with it. But um, and we also had a Goonie in one of the suits as well. So yes, well, Who? not in the suits. Uh, Corey Feldman, oh, uh, Donatello. Oh, right. Right. Are we while they're being calm, yes. While they're being calm, mm. this is Loki. That's a tiny cat. Yeah. He's very tiny. Well, you've not seen anything yet because this is Binks. To see a black thing. Yeah, he's he's a black cat. Hey, baby boy, hello. He's a black cat with mm-hmm. little stripes across him, and he's absolute tiny, but he's very curious. And he's had my life all day, and they've just come out after the being asleep. Right. <laughs> oh. So yes. Sorry. No, that's fine. I will be. I will be much more professional next week, and obviously for monsters, it's as just... always, because you'll always be professional for monsters. You can't be much. <laughs> uh... <laughs> it's only because they've literally come. Yep, that's a wire. They've literally <laughs> come home yesterday and I mm. couldn't leave them alone for it. I didn't know how long I was going to be gone, so mm-hmm. I thought I'll do it in here. So, there we go. Well, yes. So nice way to end it. So Big Trouble in China, I would always recommend if you haven't watched it, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Go and watch it. Um, 
it's one of the classic movies from the 80s that will always basically age well rather than age poorly. Anything yeah. you guys want to add before we do start wrapping up there? No, no, I thought it was just, it was a good watch. I'm glad I watched it today because I don't think I would have, I'm not, my memory is shocking and I probably would have forgotten more than I would like to remember. <laughs> All right, you, Lee? No, no, uh, I think it's wrapped up perfectly. <laughs> Thank you so much. Lovely, 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 lovely little wrap up there. Lovely like little Lee went full Geordie on us there, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yes, so next week, uh, well, sorry, not next week, tomorrow, Monsters is live, for, well, not live. The video is premiering from 7 p.m. It is already, already about a John Carpenter movie, uh, Kurt Russell film. That's not Big Trouble in China. It is uh, The Thing. Um, again, if you've not watched that movie, watch that before w watching the podcast because it is one of the scariest movies that you'll ever see. Uh, and it has been homaged on so many different platforms and so many different TV shows or other movies as well so you probably have seen the thing but not even realized you've seen the thing in other things as well um Absolutely. and we do have a very special guest on which is now being announced on the promotions which is michael from geek asylum yes he is an absolute fucking fountain of knowledge when it comes to this movie it was such a it was lovely to have him on i have a lot of time for mike it was very fun me and dan had so much fun with this one so and i hope it really pays off and Friday, I believe Goodwill is uh, is doing his trekking thing again, but I think he's from Annick Castle. Uh, wow! This time. I think he'd be getting uh, him and Graham and Sean Fennick will be there. So I don't know because uh, Goodwill can't say his full name now. We call him Sean because they're they're in the business together. Um, but yes, <laughs> so Goodwill will be live on Friday, and next week we will be back with a star-studded episode uh, talking about one of the greatest comic books and this is coming from a dc fan here um uh, the x-men one of the more influential and uh, groundbreaking concept that has ever been in comics it is one of the cleverest and you cannot say x-men without going oh yes and one of the sexiest uh cartoons that was very confusing at a very early age um, yes. But yes, Goodwill's just reminded us not Friday or Saturday. Sorry, Goodwill. Sorry, I got your timing wrong. Oh, oh sorry, 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 Michael. Sorry. That was sorry. Schedule wrong. <laughs> One of the sexiest cartoons. Ooh, Professor X. Yes. <laughs> look, hey. look at that. I'll, I'll tell you what, Rogue put some. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, are you streaming this week, Lee? Eh, uh, possibly. possibly. See how work goes. Yes, and we will be recording a special episode. This week, um, like I say, if we can fit it in, we will be reviewing the masterpiece of 90s sci-fi that is Demolition Man. And Simon says... Wait. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So we've, oh. we've got a fulfilled thing, thing. And thank you for the chat as well. Thank you for everyone who has watched and put up with our rambling. Um, it, it has been a stressful few days, like I say, uh, getting things moving, trying to make things look a bit more polished. Hope you do like the new looks that everything's getting. I'm not allowed to touch the monsters because Sam is very happy with the monsters. Uh, I love the monsters layout. I think it's absolutely superb. Mm. Please don't change it. <laughs> yes. Um, so same back time, same back channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.